Welcome back to another episode of We Need More. In this week's episode, we step into a place that most of you haven't seen since before quarantine started, a barber shop. We interviewed Jimmy Wise, founder and owner of Wise Cuts Barbershop. Get ready to reminisce what it's like to get a haircut again and what inspired him to open up his own barbershop. Let's get into the episode. About your first haircut. Ooh. Okay. I'm a military brat. My father did 27 years in the Navy. One time I was probably like in fifth grade and he was deployed. So, you know, my mom was there and I guess this time she didn't feel like taking me to the barbershop or whatever. She was like, you know, I could do this myself. No. And, you know, my dad always kept like a clipper set around on, in his ba- underneath his bathroom uh, sink. So, she grabbed the clippers. You know, there's really not too much I could I could say to, that she was going to change her mind. So I remember she wraps a towel around me or whatever. I'm like, oh, man. And, you know, I, I probably had like a little fro going on. And she just took the clippers to the, to the fro. Looking back on it, no guard or anything. She was just she just just went in a little bit. And I guess that was that. Even at this point, I'm still like, you know, my mom wouldn't do me wrong. So I still at this point. She ain't going to do me dirty. At this point, yeah. At this point after the cut, I still didn't know, you know, what had really happened. So I go to school the next day. I'm in like fifth grade. Everyone's just like pointing, laughing, like what happened? I mean, my teacher's giving me stickers like, you're so brave. She, you know, when my mom came and picked me up. <laughs> right, she pulled my mom aside. She's like, you know, Jimmy had a tough day. Don't ever you do know, this again. right, right. So, it was how did she crazy. fix that? She just made it, let it grow out, or nah? She took me to a oh, barber after that. Goodness. She took me a barber, like r- pronto, right. pronto, pronto, pronto. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's did crazy. She, did she ever cut your hair again? Never cut my hair again. See, never at least your mother learned. My father <laughs> burnt me so many times with a oh, curler. No. And continued to curl my hair. Like, at uh. least your mother learned. Jeez. So let's get into this. The power of the barber. So mm-hmm. it said that barbers have the power to give you an impeccable two weeks Definitely. or... Definitely. They could have you hiding under a hat. <laughs> what is it about getting a haircut that changes a man to come home mm. like Mr. Banks over here to be like, <laughs> new cut, who this? It's that fine line between walking out of the shop like, you know, and the opposite end of that is somebody pushing your hairline back or Ugh. cutting a patch in the top of your fro or something like something Ugh. you can't come back from. <laughs> man, were you, you ready to, you know, fight in the barbershop? <laughs> That's why your barber is so important mm-hmm. because it's a trust thing where y'all have to be able to trust each other. Like, yo, I'm getting married tomorrow or, yo, it's my birthday. Yeah. You, you got to build a relationship with your, with your clients. Your barber is everything. You got my man coming home, like, licking his lips, <laughs> walking in the house in slow yeah. motion, <laughs> like, touching his beard. 
looking off to the side real slow. He don't even look me in the eye when he come home. He don't even say nothing. He just walking like he floating. Uh-huh. Everything's in slow motion. I'm like, I'm going to give him 24 hours because <laughs> he obviously feeling himself. I'm going to let him feel himself, but I'm going to just give him 24 hours. <laughs> come back down. So what made you start a barber school? I really wanted to start a barber school because there was only one option for me when I was looking for a barber school, and that was Mr. Max School in Woodbridge. I wanted to change the game a little bit and just give people more opportunity. That's why I decided to open up a barber school. And just for the kids who, you know, military or college wasn't really an option for them. I do it for, you know, everybody, but really those kids in particular, because that was me. Let that age group know that, you know, if you put your mind to something and you put in hard work, and you go for it, you can be just as, you can be as successful as you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in college. You know, I thought I really loved football. I was on a scholarship. You know, something was missing. I was in Ohio, kind of like away from That's home what or whatever. Missing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was <laughs> wild out there. Columbus, Ohio. Shout out, shout out, Columbus. <laughs> I learned a lot out there. But I one thing I learned is that yeah, I didn't love football as much as I thought I did. Mm. And, you know, I wasn't as good as good as I thought I was. Mm. Also, school wasn't for me. It just wasn't working out. But uh, what was happening, though, I had the dorm room pop and I was doing five dollar cuts. Uh, I was wow. doing like, yeah, yeah, five dollar cuts. And, you know, first day of football training camp, I had shaped myself up. I'm just going to tell everybody up there I'm a barber, like straight up. Yeah, you know, that was when money. I made. Yeah, I mean, that was like the first little light bulb that went off. I was knew. like, I bought a, I bought an f- official barber cape. I was like, I got some neck strips. You know, I got the little cool care just from what I seen my barber have. So I was right. like, you know, I'm just going to go up there and tell him I'm a barber. What, so, what clippers did you have? I had some Andy's T outliners, the OG gray T outliners. Any any guy who's been in a barbershop knows the, the Andy's T outliners. Mm-hmm. So I had the anesthesia outliners, and then at that point, to be honest, those were the only you know new clippers that I had had invested in. I mm. still was using my father's wow. clippers from God knows how long, and I had to revive these things. Like uh, that's a story in itself. So I took took my little uh, official barber kit that I thought at the time, and I went up to school first day of uh, first day of football practice. I had already shaped myself up, and I I promise you. After practice, there was like three or four, three or four guys that were like, "Yo, where'd you get your haircut at?" Yeah. So I was like, "All right, you know, saying yeah, room. Uh, I think it was like Fitz 420. That was that was uh, my dorm room. So I was like, yeah, Fitz 420.' Um, before you knew it, it was taking off, and I was doing more cuts than I was going to school, pretty yeah. much. So I was like, "All right, you know, this is cool, but." At that time, it was still just a hobby. I didn't know if barbers made enough money. You know what I mean? Of course, everybody's like, I just want to do something big with my life, you know? So I was like, a barber? I was like, you know, it's cool. I love to do it. It's a (laughs) hobby, but do they make enough money, you know? So my roommate at the time, his name was Chad King, and uh, he was like, the barber I've been going to, he drives a Benz. So I'm like, of course, yeah. He's like, he drives a Benz and he owns the shop, and like, he, you know, he's chilling. After that year... That's when it clicked for me. So my father, of course, he was like barbering. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was like, no, you need to go to the military. You oh, know, gosh. <laughs> we're going to talk to a recruiter. We're going to go down. Yeah, we're going to take this ASVAB test. And I'm like, pops, you know, uh, it's, you know I, the only How'd you reason. you convince him? He's like, let me shape you up real quick. <laughs> my father definitely play, played a key role in everything because as soon as, you know, he really saw that this was this is what I was going for. 
there was a friend of his that he sang in the choir with at church. His name is Mr. Mac, and he Mr. Mac owns a barber school. Okay. So he uh, he definitely hooked me up with Mr. Mac, and I ended up enrolling in his school. You know, that was definitely a pivotal point, and uh, the whole my whole Dope. game too. Yeah, I saw somebody that was doing something more than just cutting behind the chair, mm-hmm. or he just had like you know bigger plans. So Mr. Mac was definitely a, a mentor of mine that played a big role in like what I do. You were charging folks how much? Five dollars? All right. So, yeah, it started out, obviously, it started out. I still do free cuts, but it started out with free cuts. Okay. Then in the dorm room, it was $3 shape-ups and what? $5 cuts. Wow. Right. And I would have, like, $50 on a Friday or something like that. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a college student, though, you can, you know, go, you know. That's, do you, do you, you have buy. a college discounts now so no we don't but we do have students here that do cuts at a prorated uh price so when i first met you you just had uh the one shop that we're in right now as as well as the barber school Mm -hmm. but you've expanded to two shops you have another one this one is in burke and you have another one in springfield what was that process like getting a second shop and why did you decide to get a second shop it was time for me to get the second shop because i was literally running out of space so that was an indicator to me that it was <laughs> That's time. a great problem. Right, right. So it was really, you know, it wasn't until that point where I said, okay, it makes sense for us to go ahead and, you know, get a second location. Also, we had a lot of clients that were coming from another side of, side of town, side of the area, mm-hmm. who, you know, we had just gotten so busy over here and so packed over here. We just couldn't accommodate this many people. So it was, it was really just time. A lot of barbers and hairstylists have moved on to having those, uh, like, nano spaces, yes, the smaller spaces. Yes, yes. But you decided to open up your shop mm-hmm. so that you can teach others. Spaces like that don't allow you to do that. That's more of a person who just yes. wants to work on their own, right? Mm-hmm. You decided to open up a shop that teaches others and houses others uh, for, for cutting hair. Yes. What, who helped you open up your shop? And what was that journey like? My mother at the time, she was my real estate agent. Dope. So we actually uh, were right across the street. Um, I know y'all are listening to this. You can't actually see see what we're talking about. But there's an IHOP right across the street from, from my location. We're meeting over there. We have a couple different places that we're going to check out. We're leaving the IHOP and we pull out and uh, we're on the way to go see our first location. And we look across the street at now building that we're in wise cuts and it has a for rent sign in, mm. in the window like clear as day and it was almost like, like it was speaking like, to you right there. yeah we're running straight into it so i mean before we even wow. looked at any of the other locations uh we pulled up over here just right that instant we you know my mom had the the lockbox whole real estate thing so we came upstairs we saw it walked in and immediately i just saw i saw the you know something spoke to me i saw the whole vision right um originally yeah it really was because there was like these cubicle things set up but inside the cubicles there was already mirrors on the wall so it was like one station two stations three stations four (gasps) you know what i mean so i'm like like it was ready i was like if i just you know knock down these walls boom boom it was that was it that was that was the only location that we saw boom Boom. We made the call. At that point, I was even on a timeline. I was like, you know, I want to, I was still working at the first barbershop I, ha- I had set up shop at. So it was like, you know, I was like three, four months out. We were just prepping kind of thing. I just want to see what's out there. And we ran into this and, and numbers ended up working. So I made that jump earlier than I even thought I was, I had, I had planned. 
numbers. Did you have to take out a loan? Did you already have money saved up? Mm-hmm. How did that work in terms of locking down the, this location? So on top of always saving, I worked at a barbershop for three years before I opened up, you know, went into business for myself. I told that barbershop owner that, you know, listen, I have plans you know, I'm going to be working for you for three years and then I'm going to open up my own shop. I'm going to leave. Full transparency. Right. So, but he's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, that's what everybody says, you know, type. Dang. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, that's exactly what I did. Open this shop, rented this space. You had to get all your materials, like the chairs. What else did you have to get? So basically I spent those three years at that other barbershop building clientele. Mm. I stayed there and got it to the point where it's like, okay, I have enough clientele for myself. And if I had, let's say, two other barbers, it could, you know, it, you know, they could cut the brothers and the sons of my mm-hmm. clients and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's the point where I wanted to get my name buzzing in the area. So I spent those three years building that. Also, you know, I was the first barber there, last barber to leave, answering mm-hmm. the phones, just kind of getting the get my feet wet a little yeah. bit, you know, just finding out how the whole business works and. The financials like, and stuff too. Exactly, exactly. Things like that. One of the other things that I did in those three years, I was searching Craigslist, purchasing some of the equipment that I would need, even before I actually had even put any type of paperwork down or anything on a location or anything like that. So I was buying mats, chairs. I had all those things worked out. I had already created an LLC for myself and started paying taxes on what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Before you had the space open. Exactly. Wow. Before I even had the actual, you know, brick and mortar mm. spot. I had my whole wise cuts. taxes on something you ain't even open up yet. <laughs> right. But, you know, at the time that was, you know, the investment, it was the risk that I, that I just, you know, that I had risk. to take. Right. Yeah. That I had to take. Um, because, you know, without paying the taxes, you know, you're not building credit, you're not building anything, you know, mm. the government doesn't recognize you. So when it was time for me to get this lease and stuff like that to the landlord, it already, you know, mm-hmm. it was already showing that I was already in business pretty much. Right. So, Smart. yeah, all those things definitely um, helped me get into the spot and just gave me some credibility and just, just brand awareness, too. So I was operating as Wise Cuts. Like, that was me as a barber, mm-hmm. you know, Wise Cuts. Um and I just branded that so much personally that it turned into the brand of what yeah. we got. Yeah. Earlier when we were talking, you were saying that besides Craigslist, you also said that you would find shops that were maybe like shutting down and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you would mm-hmm. get your stuff from there. Tell me about what sparked that for you. I don't know. I, I think as a it little kid. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird, though, because as a little kid, I guess um, my mom would always stop at thrift stores and yard yeah. sales. So that i don't know and i always watch those shows like storage wars and like things like that (laughs) yeah it's like real weird but i'm always driving by stuff and i'm like hey let's stop there real quick and just (laughs) things like that if i drive by a shop and i'm like yo it's it's wednesday but the lights are off in there it looks like they might be closing down right yeah so this is me like over the years just getting better yeah just getting better at it so i'm like you know i'm just always looking driving around seeing things and I'm um, always searching Craigslist. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been like, yeah, like my best friend. So, um, <laughs> right, right, right. I get a lot best of stuff. business buddy. Exactly. Yeah. So that definitely was stepping stones because that's, you know, I still search Craigslist now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But in the beginning, when you're working on a budget, 
right? You have right. to think, you have to calculate these things and take these things into consideration because you can spend so much money up front on making your shop look the best. But ultimately, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to have that staff that you need or, you know, there's just there's more, you know, there's other things that you need to pay attention to as well. Other than just, you know, I put this much money into the shop because you're not going to necessarily that money's you know, it's going to be. You, you have to have that, a good balance. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me about the day that you got your keys to the door. First first day in here um it was awesome you know i was excited i basically slept here for a year <laughs> i mean that's how much i was 23 years old ripping I, up cubicles that's when i'm we were just not sledgehammering to the walls oh, pulling up carpet awesome. yeah laying down uh laying down the hardwood that uh y'all did that yourself you and who um, well, I had a few friends at the time who definitely uh, exchanged, you know, some haircuts for some labor. It was blood, sweat, and tears. I was in here painting with family, friends. Mm -hmm. I was just ready to not be ready. Mm. You know, I wasn't expecting what was going to come through the door or... I'm looking at the double doors behind you and I'm just envisioning y'all throwing stuff out through that door. <laughs> <laughs> Did that ever happen? Well, you know, because we have a two-story, we have a two-story barbershop here, oh, so... <laughs> Yeah, and, and we mind. started on the top. We started <laughs> on the top, and then we worked down our way downstairs. So, yeah, there's been some things that we've... It's been a pain to get upstairs that the way it didn't come back down <laughs> through the stairs. We had to yeah, let it go out, <laughs> out the window. Oh, man. You got the keys. You got everything thrown out the window. You got you put everything in here. You set up. Who was the first person who finally came over? Don't that mention them if they didn't cut hair right. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I I, I I had to take it one step at a time, literally one barber at a time. That first year, I mean, I spent a lot of time by myself, to be honest. For, for, almost, for almost a whole year, I was solo. I'm up Gosh, there. I alone. have, it's just... I'm man in one station and there's four more stations. Okay. So after that first year of me, you know, pretty much open till close, grinding. Dolo. Dolo. I say, all right, hold on. Let me regroup here. You know, I'm going to need to really focus on this staff thing and really focus on my barbers. I saw that that was the key to the game. You know, that was the the thing. Like when you open a barbershop, it, the, the whole vibe... Everything is set off your staff and, and the, the technicians you have to execute. So after that year, I regrouped. I decided that the barber school was was my next step. It mm. was the answer. You know, those few people that I had that year, I had been coaching up. And I, I saw that, you know, they were progressing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was getting them to a level where, you know, in just a, in just a year that they were, you know, making progress. Mm. So I was like, let me go ahead and get official. Got licensed uh, as an instructor. Got okay. got my uh, barber school take? license. Um, at the time where I got it, because I've I've been licensed for like ten years. Yeah. Um, you had to hold a barber's license for two years. Okay. And then take a written exam. Okay. So uh, met those requirements. Has it changed now? I believe now um, there might be some practical work that you have to do as well as a written test uh, to become an instructor. What really sets your shop apart from other shops? I think our school sets us apart from everybody else. And, and the fact that this is like a type of learning environment mm -hmm. where it's not so much I'm better than you or I have secrets that, that I, you know, hold back from my peers and barbers I work with. Where, you know, it's just a, a, a real competitive environment at a lot of other places. So we try to make it less about ourselves and more about the clients. Is that how you retain your clients? 
Definitely, definitely. Okay. How far in advance should a client schedule their cut? Listen, guys, like a haircut <laughs> is something that, you know, shouldn't be last minute. It shouldn't be something that you just, oh, I, you know, I'm... It just it's because it doesn't just happen. You don't just go from being fresh to being like, woo, I'm wolfing, you know? Yeah. So this is something that you should plan regularly. And so you should be somebody, coming to get a cut every two weeks. Right. So if somebody, Jamal, <laughs> comes in and gets his cut, let's say today, today he should be like, All right, I'm gonna come in in two weeks, let's schedule it. Right. Of right. Course. Oh, that's a great idea, right? But <laughs> 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 you see me you see me looking at you right hey, i'm gonna stay quiet i'm gonna stay quiet on that one because <laughs> i always tell him i was like did you make your your appointment for two weeks from now he was like, oh no I, for, I forgot you know he's floating out so he don't even remember he's in a whole different headspace at this point right, he don't even right. remember to make the the next two weeks he forgot uh. what he looked like 30 minutes ago <laughs> all right okay let's get back in here what piece of advice would you give to someone who's trying to start up their own shop Keep going. When the going gets tough, keep pushing through. Because ultimately, there's always going to be obstacles that come your way where you're either going to be forced to either throw in the towel or keep pressing forward. So I would just tell them that keep keep cutting. Keep pushing. Keep cutting. Yeah. yeah. Keep, yeah. keep cutting. Keep pushing. Keep your hand. Like, keep your strokes right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we need more of in our community? We need to have more meetups in the community where we set aside time to just really talk about business principles, business practices, and really groom the next generation coming up. It's just the next wave of business learning more than the generation before us had and stacking that up, yeah. stacking that up. Do you still have the clippers, your dad's clippers? <laughs> you know what? I think. I need to check on that. I think he might still have those some, somewhere somewhere down in a box somewhere. Yo, you need to have like, like you know how they have the museum mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. You need to have that right, like right. put up somewhere, like on the wall or like right. on a stand somewhere. Those are mm-hmm. those are Jimmy's first clippers. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That, yeah. that, and those are the clippers he got his first haircut from, from his mom too. <laughs> so. Oh, got me, got me. You got to put one of those, those pictures right. up. Right, I, yeah, you didn't take a picture, did you? Nah, you know what? You know what it looked like. Your you mom the, knew. Right, right. She nah. She yeah. Nah, she got me. She got me. Set me up. Set got me it. up. Set me up. Thank you, Jimmy, for having us at your shop. Thank you for being on the podcast. Hey, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Hope to do it again. If you like this week's episode, leave us five stars in a review, and follow us on IG to get exclusives on our guests and upcoming guests. If you have a suggestion for who we should interview next, email or DM us. Thank you again for your support as we continue to change the narrative.